following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Wednesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can follow everything about high school sports 24-7 at MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. Wednesdays on the Huge Show are presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's up, Michigan? It is time for our number two on a Wednesday presented by the Michigan High School Athletic Association. What's really cool with the evolution of technology, you can watch live and on demand boys and girls high school sports all across this state. MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. Last night I was at Grand Rapids Forest Hills Eastern Kent City High School boys basketball game. And afterwards, I saw the two high school kids who do play-by-play and color commentary. I walked up to them. I said, I think it's really cool what you're doing. And they said, yeah, with the National Federation of High School TV, they're able to do the play-by-play over the feed where a lot of people watch those. And there isn't play-by-play that's available. And I said, it's awesome. I go, so how's the interest from the other students in play-by-play? And they said, I... You know, we're trying to find a couple of guys because we did all the football. We're doing all the basketball. And one kid wants to go to Syracuse, right, and chase his dreams. The other guy's going into accounting because he says, I want to get paid when I get out of college. (laughs) (laughs) I go, welcome to broadcasting. You're a smart man. But I, I just really respect those guys being able to do it. And then while we're standing there, one of the Kent City moms said, yeah, my son is going to school down in Cincinnati. And he was listening and said, you pronounced my son's name correctly, and he really enjoyed it. And I'm thinking, that, you know, to me, that's what high school sports is all about. And I say, your, your class should, your broad, they have a great broadcasting department, should have podcasts and play-by-play and teach these kids things. But, you know, and they say, well, can you stop by and help out? And I go, you know what? You need to talk to your teachers. Let them develop it. It's all about your journey. And what time's your broadcast class? Usually hour one, 8.30 in the morning. Not happening. But good luck chasing your dream. <laughs> well, we talked about it with when I'm saying on demand or watching online now. And it began with the pandemic, really, where it really took off. Sure right? did. And I, I would assume MHSA.TV, your numbers have to be going crazy. Right. They are in that uh, the the pandemic, very few things I can look back on COVID and say we're positive. But that absolutely gave rocket fuel to the whole uh, streaming platform. And, and Bill, we've got dozens of schools that have during the school day um, a student broadcast program, part of their curriculum where kids get a grade. And I'm telling you, some of our schools have done a phenomenal job because I think at the end of the day, there's a lot of kids in the future who would love to work in sports for a career. And the fact is that the number of kids that can play professionally is an astronomically small number. But those that want to get into broadcasting or officiating or coaching or, um, you know, analytics or, you know, a thousand different pathways. That's the really cool thing is that kids in high school, even if they're not on a team or on the field or on the court, 
Um, they're getting, uh, you know, exposed to different career paths that uh, that could give them a career in sports. Yeah, I was telling the two guys, like, there should be a podcast class that kids could take. And the podcast could be about music, could be about politics, could be about whatever they like, snowboarding, sports, and, and let them learn. Because podcasts are easy to do. And then the sports broadcasting, I think, would also be a appealing class. But it was just cool. I, I really... I told those guys, man, I started doing the PA for like freshman volleyball or JV basketball. You know, when I'm like a sophomore, sure. junior, senior year, I was doing all that play by play. And they didn't have rules on having to pay minors at that time. So I was, yeah, we'll get you, we'll get you free concession stand stuff, Simon said. We need you to do the freshman and JV games. But I loved it. But it was my really. First time with a microphone, and I was inspired by Ernie and Paul Carey and the old AM transistor radio. And and I told those kids, you're blessed. You can practice on your voice memos on the phone. You can, you know, do your own podcast on some platform for free. It's it's all in front of you. In the schools, I that would be um, maybe MHSAA starts a play by play uh, broadcasting. A seminar, but I, I can't attend. I'm busy. Mark. We'll we'll schedule it for later in the day, Bill. So I <laughs> promise you, we won't start at eight. I want your kids. You know, all you kids need to chase your dreams, but get a job where you don't have to wake up till ten a.m. There you go. All right. Uh, speaking of kids, uh, the last couple times we've been in here before the Christmas break, I think was the last one. Uh, the NIL bill. Yep. That you know, the legislature. The Capitol, you know, out of session, uh, there was a bill introduced about NIL connected to the Michigan High School Athletic Association overseeing it. Uh, what's the status of that situation right now? So it, it did pass uh, the state house back before the first of the year, and uh, their legislative session ended uh, back in November. And right now we're waiting for the the state Senate to take up uh, its version of the bill. We think it will be, uh, if not identical, very similar to what came out of the House. And given the fact that uh, the bill was sponsored in the House by a Democrat and our state Senate is also right now controlled by the Democrats and there's also a, a Democrat in the governor's office, um, we anticipate this moving and, and uh, being signed by the governor at some point um, during the legislative session. I think the three big takeaways um, for your listeners to know is that, one, the, the way the law reads is that these would be individual opportunities for individual kids. It, it's really a, a small carve out for that once every 10 year type athlete who comes through that may have some real opportunities for appearances or autographs or those kinds of things. And then the other group that I think would have some access to this are those kids who have a big following in social media, all kinds of companies. And it doesn't matter if the kid's an athlete, a musician, um, you know, whatever it is that there is a, a market right now for teenage kids that have big social media followings to post 
about a product, a service, things like that, and they get a fee, um, you know, each month for posting those things. And so that's not unique to to athletes. That's really where uh, that's the space a lot of our teenage kids live in. So it would allow uh, kids to be able to do some of those things. But it's individual opportunities for individual kids. The second big takeaway is that no way can schools be organizing or, or orchestrating any of this. There will be no collectives under the current version of the state law at a high school near you. So in other words, kids cannot be given NIL opportunities to either attend a certain school or stay at a certain school in that, uh, I mean, that that could not be more cut and dried in the versions um, that we've seen. And then I think the last thing that folks have to remember is, you know, NIL has been around at the collegiate level now for a number of years, and it is an extremely, unless you're at a Power 5 school somewhere, the NIL opportunities that have been available to most college athletes simply have not developed. So if something does get passed here in this legislative session, you know, if a lot of parents are thinking, well, now, you know, Johnny or Sally are going to have all these NIL opportunities from the local pizza place or the local car dealership, um, what the collegiate experience has shown us is that simply is not going to happen. It, it's individual opportunities really for that very, very small percentage of kids. And the reason why our association can be supportive of this is I would hate for us to lose our very, very top kids after a great freshman or sophomore year. And without any of these opportunities, these kids would have to pick up and feel like they have to move to another state where there are some of these opportunities available. So that's the scoop. That's the latest. And like I said, the ball really right now sits in our state Senate. And the reason that MHSA is involved to make sure there isn't collectives and enticements where all of a sudden a big powerhouse school in this particular sport, boys or girls, are offering NIL NIL deals to families or kids to come to their school. Exactly. And and actually what the the current version of the law would require is that any NIL opportunity for a kid that that contract would actually have to be filed with our office. So we'll be able to make sure that all of these deals uh, comply with the state law, comply with our uh, amateur status regulations and um, like I said, I think this is going to be manageable because the number of actual opportunities is going to be very, very small. So we'll see how all that plays out. But uh, again, I give uh, the bill sponsor credit for bringing us into the conversation right away. And as I said, uh, if this does pass, it really will be at the, the front line here of not just implementation, but also uh, how this would work. Wow. Amazing uh, structure and rules to name image and likeness deals. Maybe you should send along your plan to the NCAA, Mark. Maybe they could use some structure, right? They're going through it right now with uh, Tennessee and Virginia, right? With it's just a wild, wild west. It is, and I think that's why you give this two or three years. And I could see the the power. I can't even say power five anymore because it'll be down to a power four. But you could really see that the 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 big schools really breaking away, doing their own thing because. I think a lot of those, uh, you know, the SEC and the Big Ten schools especially look at the NCAA right now, and really there's a fairly low level of respect. The thing I worry about is if the bigs go and break away and form their own organization, the current structure right now um, uh, funds all of the activities that happen at the mid-major level and especially at the NCAA Division II and Division Three level. So my greatest fear is if the uh, the haves break away and do their own thing, 
I really worry about uh, what Division Two and Division Three athletics at the collegiate level look like in our country because we have thousands of kids. You may not hear about them who aren't going to Michigan or Michigan State, but we have thousands of kids every year that go and com- continue their careers somewhere in the GLIAC or the MIAA or keep filling in the blanks. And um, I just hope the ineptness of the NCAA at the end of the day doesn't really end up hurting those kids in, in their next steps. They just need rules. Uh, like you're, you're openly discussing what the process would be for a Michigan high school athlete, boy or girl, at a Michigan high school, if this NIL bill is passed, yet you have no rules with the billions connected to D1 NIL deals. You strip it down to its most simplistic sense. And, you know, having been in this work now for 20 years, I think if, if you boil it down to its most simplest element, people's uh, the public's expectation is that you have some rules that are reasonable and fair And if you're going to have those rules, you need to enforce them. So right now, for example, we still have a transfer rule and we get lots of criticism for folks who based on their certain circumstance or their certain agenda where they would like their child just to be able to switch schools to go to a better program or a better opportunity. And they just don't understand why the answer is no. Well, again, have reasonable rules and then enforce them. And that's what uh, myself and our staff that we just simply try and do for our member schools day after day after day. I do worry that because of the NIL brand at the college level, that if that law would pass during this legislative session, that there's going to be a total misread by parents, possibly coaches, and players at Michigan high schools that now they've hit the jackpot. You see where I'm coming from? Yep. That because they're gonna they hear about oh my god JJ got this Corum got this look at the guy the quarterback for USC got this and they're gonna think it translates to the high school level. They're going to. Yep. Parents, coaches, summer league guys, and a lot of this stuff is going on under the table. It has nothing to do with the Michigan High School Athletic Association. But I, I believe you're going to get the dreamers who are going to say, wait a minute, this NIL means I can, well, hold on. I heard Will Johnson got 70000 last year at Michigan. That, uh, I can get like half of that for playing high school football, and it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Unless you're a Chris Weber type. Correct. Right? You're, you're talking about these generational type players where all of a sudden Under Armour hypothetically speaking, wants to pay that kid 100000 a year to promote Under Armour on his tweets to wear the gear to school. Would that be allowed under your format that's being proposed? It would be. The, the, certainly the devil would be in the details. But, uh, but again, for Under Armour to give a kid that kind of money, you've either, has to be special. you've either got to be a generational talent or you've got to be someone who is phenomenal in the social media world that, uh, you know, if you put out very funny and, and uh, you know, videos that can can hook kids on Instagram or, um, you know, with their story, those kinds of things. Those are the kinds of people that companies see have some real value. It's in Bill in my my fear isn't just for the dreamers who are going to end up very, very disappointed. My fear is that with if this passes, there's now going to be a, a cottage industry of adults 
that are going to be created to where they're now going to be out there in the marketplace claiming that they have all of these opportunities and it's just a matter of getting the the kid and his or her family with this product and sign here and commit to this. Um, I'm not just afraid that dreamers are going to be disappointed. I'm really afraid that there are going to be some nefarious individuals that are going to try and take advantage of kids and families who frankly are going to be taken advantage of because they just don't know. And that's why I think an important part of the bill as it currently stands is before any of these agreements can go forward for high school athletes, uh, that's got to be filed um, and approved by our office just to make sure that we're complying on all fronts with the current state law. So we'll we'll see how all that plays out. Wow, it's a novel idea by Mark Hewell and the Michigan High School Athletic Association to actually have rules that ensure that the money a high school athlete could receive, would receive, is reflected in actually using that athlete's name, image, and likeness. Again, NCAA offices Send them your outline and your blueprint because out of all this money, Hunter Dickinson reportedly 450 grand, whatever it is, 700,000. You hear numbers, it's Twitter, everybody can lie. I'm trying to think where these guys earn it the name, image, and likeness. Are they on local TV? Are, I, I look at Hunter Dickinson, I follow him on Twitter, Facebook. I don't see him promoting a company that helped pay the way for him to leave Michigan. I did see Peyton Thorne when he left Michigan State. He did one photo with a automobile dealership in Auburn, Alabama, with his new truck, but haven't seen anything else. Yep, because there's no nobody police in that. No, at the college level. But it sounds like you guys have a great plan to ensure fairness for the high school student athlete and also for your entire association in its most simplest form. And what Mark? What does NIL mean? NIL, to really boil it down, NIL is an individual's right to publicize themselves. Name, image, and likeness. With their name, their image, or their likeness. Um, So again, if you've got that skill set or you've got that following where you can go out there and you're going to somehow create value to show up in an autograph session or to post certain things about a certain product or service or company, then you have some value in the marketplace. But what 99% of all college athletes from division one down to division three have realized is there isn't value. Companies don't see the value. And that's why one out of every 100 kids is going to see some money right now at the college level. And everybody else is not. I can tell you, Bill, that having a really good division three college swimmer, there is zero NIL market for that kid. Zero, not just in Holland, Michigan, where he went to school, but anywhere else. And uh, and again, that would, I believe, is going to be the same model that we're going to see at the high school level if this law uh, should pass. Based on if it should pass, would it, uh, this legislative session goes to what, May? Well, it, sh- it should go to December, but with this being an election year, you never right. know when our lawmakers may call it. So it's the full year. So it would be the full Calendar year. year. Not, not like a three-month session where... Nope. So whether they want to get it done before uh, the fall, uh, is there any timing, any gut feeling you're getting vibe from the state capitol? No, not yet. And what we're also working on at the same time is... You know, once the law does get passed, we're also working on our own amateur status regulations to where we're going to be ready 
very, very quickly, if this does become law of our, our rules, then would reflect that almost immediately. So again, we, we want this to be reasonable. And for those individual kids that get some individual opportunities, uh, we think that there should be a pathway forward. But uh, collectives and in group work to try and collect or pool our money, and this is what we're going to do now at the high school level, uh, that that is going to be uh, not just prohibited, but explicitly and strongly prohibited by the versions of the law that we've seen. Mark Hewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, joining us in studio here on the Huge Show across Michigan. So to wrap up this conversation, you really do things the right way because you listen to all your member schools. You have your executive council, you do your tour. What What is the public feedback from your members, from coaches, from ADs, administrators, about NIL at the high school level? To be honest, um, this is one where I think a lot of our members are are trusting us because if you ask school people if we need this or not right now, the answer that we get from coaches and administrators is a resounding no. They look at what NIL has done to the college level, and frankly, they look at what no transfer rules has done to the college level, and they have zero interest in that show uh, coming to a high school near you. So truth be told, if, if you ask the question generally, there's a lot of opposition. NIL at the college level makes sense because it's a billion-dollar industry, which is run by millionaire coaches and administrators, and a reasonable person could say that kids deserve a piece of the action. That is not uh, right now the the economic scale at the high school level. So that's what we hear. You know, with the copycat, smaller version of NIL possibly coming to the state of Michigan, how many states currently have NIL? It's 26 or 27. It's about 50-50. Uh, uh, 50. 50. Did I read something that in Missouri, if, if you commit to an in-state school and you're a high schooler, while in high school you can receive benefits from that state of Missouri school. Did I read that right? You did, because, of course, Missouri, their flagship school, is now part of the SEC. And if you're going to be able to compete in the SEC world, where a lot of the southern states have almost no rules when it comes to NIL, it's got you got to keep up with the Joneses. So that's why Missouri handles it that way, so that their kids can be on somewhat equal footing of the kids from Florida or Georgia or Alabama. So they want to keep the great athletes from Kansas City, Missouri, and St. Louis, and the bigger high schools in Missouri, give them an incentive to go play at Mizzou. At Mizzou, not go to Alabama or Auburn or uh, keep filling in the blanks. That's so exactly you go to a state school, no matter what level, and you can get benefits while in high school, and that's under their amateur status rules. Because my final thought here while we're having this discussion, I'm Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association in studio. What about the people claiming that they have the right to have their kids transfer to any school they want to? Again, the copycat from the college level, do you ever see that as a potential fight down the road? I I see a lot of things as potential fights, and I'm sure that could become one. But um, as we survey our schools, probably the one thing that is universal is there is a fundamental belief that we need a transfer rule. If we have no transfer rule, our programs then lose all of that connection to the school, lose all of that connection to some kind of an academic requirement, and essentially what you'd be doing is turning school sports into the wild, wild west of AAU. uh, Which it is right now, though, at the D1 level. Oh, my God. At at, at Power 4. It's awful. Yes. It's, It's horrible. 
Yes, and that's when you ask coaches about NIL and transfer at the high school level. The feedback we get is a resounding, we do not need this uh, at, a, at a high school near you. That's why Michigan, and I know you have big names like Corum and McCarthy and guys getting NIL money. That was publicized. But they they weren't bought and paid for. That's why there was a little innocence and beauty when Michigan was hoisting that national championship trophy. And you turn around and read that Ohio State's going to spend $13 million on players. And, you know, Feinbaum, I don't agree with everything he says, but, you know, you try and buy a team. It's like putting a bunch of free agents together. But It doesn't work. It really doesn't. And I think some high schools, when you look at this transfer rule, when you look at kids coming from other schools, and especially some of these private schools, I think a lot of those longtime supporters of those schools and parents have had enough of kids just moving in as sophomores or juniors because they're an athlete and taking the spot of their kid who has spent seven years in that Christian school or Catholic school feeder program. You never hear about the story of the kid who gets displaced whenever there's a transfer. And and we we tell people no every single day that if you transfer, given the situation you've shared with us, your child will not be eligible. And of course, then you see all of the social media complaining and, and criticism. But again, nobody ever talks about the kid who is homegrown, who has worked his or her way up the, the pecking order in that program. And now it's suddenly their chance for a shot and they're going to get displaced. That's the kid that you always have to be mindful of uh, in this transfer debate. And that might be the kid someday, if it ever became the Wild Wild West at the college level, where a displaced athlete may have the ability to live by different transfer rules. That would be interesting. Sure. Uh, Because you're, you're talking about opportunities for high school kids and how important, how important the team concept is. But those are the schools that care more about winning than they do about someone who has supported their Christian or Catholic or whatever faith education, a family, generations for years. And in the end, you live with it, and everybody has to put their head on their pillows at night. Good stuff, Mark. We'll do one final segment, get an update on any rules, changes, sports being added. Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association in studio. Remember, you can follow everything. Michigan High School Sports, at MHSAA on Twitter, MHSAA on Facebook, MHSAA.com. And like I mentioned, live and on demand, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. 
Huge here from our good friends from Urban U. Now, they are Michigan's most trusted med spa. Four locations across the state. One in Northville, three in the West Michigan area. And we have a huge giveaway from our friends at Urban U. Nicole told me about healthy skin as a mirror of a healthy body. Urban U Skin Health Giveaway will be one Glow 2 Facial Oxygen Hydration plus one Skin Vibe Treatment, the first and only injectable facial rejuvenation treatment designed to add hydration directly into the skin with results that last up to six months. Now, this prize would be for Valentine's Day for a couple. You can win it. Just be listening to the huge show for your cue to call and be lucky caller 14 and you'll qualify for that couples package from Urban U. Four locations, one in Northville, three in West Michigan. For the one close to you, go to theurbanu.com. That's theurbanu.com. Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app. Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your deposit for up to $1,500, and you'll get 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Bill Simonson here for my good friend Josh Garvey. Now, he's a managing shareholder at Dorn Mayhew's Grand Rapids office. Their world headquarters are in Troy, Michigan, on the east side of the state, and they have locations all around the world. They have over 550 motivated accounting professionals, 90 years in business, and I mentioned the 10 offices worldwide. So if you want to connect and partner with one of the top CPA, accounting, and business firms in the world, they're right here in Michigan. Dorn Mayhew's Troy office on the east side of the state, and Josh Garvey is the managing shareholder for their Dorn Mayhew GR office. Right there by the S-curve, you'll see the new Dorn Mayhew sign. You can find out more. Just Google Dorn Mayhew. That's D-O-E-R-E-N-M-A-Y-H-E-W or Dorn.com. They're one of America's and the world's top CPA accounting and business firms. They're Dorn Mayhew. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. Back live across Michigan, Superfly Hayes today declared himself a Swifty, Taylor Swift. Yep, it's okay. I can't tell him what to listen to. You know, Mark Ewell, Executive Director of Michigan High School Athletic Association, when he wants to throw on some Genesis, old school Super Tramp, he does it. It's his business. Superfly wants to listen to the... New Era's live 
music on Apple Music, you can do that. We all can. And I respect you as a producer. I won't hold it against you. Oh, look at him wearing a Chiefs jersey now. Kelsey. Oh. Yeah. Ah, how quickly you and your dad forget your loyalty to the Lions on Sunday. No. All of a sudden, you're Taylor Hayes. I'm good with it. We're done discussing it. No need to bring it up. Until next hour. We are fine. <laughs> <laughs> Any of your kids in the Taylor Swift? Is your daughter? No. Yeah. Uh, good. I'm not saying that's good, but uh, you, your kids are smart kids. You and your wife are smart people. All right. Uh, let's get to the latest high school. You know, I always get questions. Everyone comes up to me. Hey, what sports are they going to add? Are there any new rules coming? Shot clock comes up. I'm sitting at a basketball game last night. Oh, my God. Every time I'm at a basketball game, high school, I think because we talk on air, they're like, I can just pick up the phone and call Mark. I'm, I got to get a rule change. Hold on a second. It's halftime. I got a hot dog. <laughs> uh, Mark, it's Bill Simonson. Uh, can you get a shot clock uh, rule put in uh, by Feb 1? That's two days. Thanks. So we, we've been down the shot clock. You know, the cost and the equipment, and uh, I, we don't need to rehash that. Um, any new rules changes coming next year in high school sports? And what about the addition? I know boys volleyball, field hockey, water polo, boys and girls side has been mentioned. Uh, what's the latest there? So our board, when they met back in December, we talked about future sports, new sports. What would that look like? Certainly the the ones that are getting a lot of conversation right now are water polo, uh, girls field hockey, boys volleyball. And then the one that really is uh, <clears throat> most recently on the radar is flag football. With that becoming an Olympic sport with uh, some colleges right now, uh, putting together a, a girls flag football program. So those are all things that right now we're getting lots of conversations. It, it's got to be a two-sided conversation to where the, the, the one side of the coin is about these new opportunities and what it could mean for kids. But yet the other side of the coin that you also must consider is when you add new sports, especially at some of our smaller schools. And right now the average size high school of our 750 is uh, about 560 kids. So you take an average size high school of just under 600 kids and you say, okay, we're going to add two new sports. Well, then what is the impact going to be on your existing sports? Um, boys volleyball in the spring, yep, you can have the conversation about boys volleyball, but you also need to have the, the conversation about what kind of impact is this going to have on our baseball numbers or our track and field numbers or um, any other sports that, uh, that that could impact. So that's why we're taking it slow, uh, continuing to get lots of input from not only these new sport communities that would like to come in, but from our existing sport communities, because you don't want to add a new opportunity. And, and the first thing that happens is it uh, greatly hurts something that you're already offering. So would new sports uh, be a better fit in our larger schools? Absolutely. More kids, more different opportunities. And uh, really, we've gotten some good feedback from our smaller schools that, hey, right now we're using um, kids in a lot of different ways in terms of sports that they're playing. So that, that's got to be the, just to be fully transparent, that's got to be the conversation moving forward when it's the, the new sport conversation. But it's, an, it's a common practice, and you would know better than I would, that 
those smaller schools, they, every high school doesn't field teams in every sport. Is that correct? That's correct. So the sports such as girls field hockey and water polo, for example, those would, even though their numbers right now aren't that big, those I think would be pretty pretty straightforward ads because aquatic kids are aquatic kids. Your water polo kids are going to come from your swimming and diving programs to where you're probably not pulling athletes away from other opportunities. Same with girls field hockey, which would be in the fall. The one that really puts stress on the conversation is boys volleyball. Every school in our state right now has a volleyball court with volleyball equipment, with volleyballs, with a volleyball coaching staff. We have a few thousand volleyball officials. You want to talk about a sport that literally to add it for the other gender would be about as straightforward, as simple as it can be. Um, And you'd have a lot of boys who I think would be interested in playing and in those smaller schools, while they may have no interest, we don't have a pool, so we're not adding water polo. And because of our size, we have no interest in girls field hockey. Just being honest, the boys volleyball conversation, even in our small schools, is going to have some ripple effects on what would that do for our track and field team? What would that do for our baseball team? And so before we keep taking that next step, you need to have that conversation, and that's what we're doing right now. All right, so the, the executive council met in December. What are those steps where sports could be added? So we talked about it uh, just a few weeks back when our classification committee met. What we have our policy, and it's really more of a guideline than a policy, is to add a new sport. We need at least 64 schools to sponsor it on a club basis. So we're 750 high schools, so the, the rule of 64 is a little bit less than 10%. And uh, we've used that as a guideline because when we added lacrosse back now almost 20 years ago, for girls lacrosse, we were not at that 64 school number. The hope is that you start it and then numbers will grow. So as I said, the, the, the two easiest ads would be field hockey and water polo, but they're just below that 64 number. The, school, the, the schools that would be over that certainly will be vo- boys' volleyball, which our board will talk more about when they meet in March. And then certainly if girls' flag football gets any momentum, I could also see that being well in excess of 64. So that's the balance. It's, it's you want to be as inclusive, and, and uh, more opportunities for kids are always a great thing. But, um, you know, you have to have the conversation about what would new opportunities mean for what we're currently offering uh, before you at. Yeah, and the girls' flag football, we've talked about this, that Southern states will play it January, February when their weather is different. Yep. You have winter, uh, obviously, here in Michigan. So if you play girls' flag football in the fall, which fits a football uh, motif, then what sports get hit in the fall? Sure. Right? Yeah, is it volleyball? Is it cross-country? Is it, again, just conversations that have to be had um, before you can really kind of uh, formalize your thinking. And, and what's and the vote forward? to get a sport? Or Because you have Title IX, you have to have a one boys, one girls. What, what's the, is there a vote process? Yep, so it would be our 19-member board. But when it comes to Title IX right now, we currently have one more girls sports than boys sport. And so adding, we just need to be mindful of that. Mark, good stuff as always in studio. Thank you, my man. You bet, Bill. Yeah, Mark Ewell, Executive Director of the Michigan High School Athletic Association, joining us in studio. Remember... Uh, You can watch live and on-demand boys and girls high school sports on your schedule at MHSAA.tv. Follow Michigan High School Sports at MHSAA on Twitter. 
MHSAA on Facebook, online at MHSAA.com. And you have the winter championships coming up for all the districts, regionals, everything, and all sports at MHSAA.com. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Escape the chills and chase thrills this February with a winter escape giveaway. Every Saturday, play for the chance to win a share of $128,000 in premium play and prizes from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Then at 11 p.m., two lucky Access Club members will escape the winter blues with a $10,000 travel voucher. It's the winter escape giveaway, only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway, reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. You don't want to miss the savings this week at Meyer. Right now, get a $10 coupon when you spend $100 or more this week in store. Coupon printed at checkout. Start redeeming next week. And buy five, save $5 when you mix or match items across the store, like General Mills Cheerios and Dan and Yogurt. There are so many ways to save with just one stop at Meyer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Huge here for my good friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now they have a super offer for Super Bowl 58. DraftKings Sportsbook is inviting new customers to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when you sign up. You then can bet on the big game and turn 5 bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Plus, you can get in on the same game parlays. Everyone's got a shot at even bigger wins for Super Bowl 58. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up. And new customers can bet 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets for Super Bowl 58. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and only when you use code HUGE to sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58. Sign up with code HUGE to take advantage of this super offer. The crown is yours. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 800-270-7117. 21 and up in Michigan only. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Huge here with my good friend Lomas Brown. It's time to talk about Impact Power Sports, Michigan's newest Yamaha golf cart destination on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, just north of GR. And people are coming from everywhere to see the Lomas Lions Yamaha golf cart. And Lomas, I know you love this cart. Oh, my goodness, man. Look, everybody, like you said, it's a showstopper. Everybody walks by, they stop, they look at it. It's outfitted with the Lions logos everywhere on it. It's Lions colors. It's made for a big fella like me. Hey, 
It's all it's all it's cracked up to be huge. Now, Drew told me Lomas that they sold six custom Lomas Brown Lions golf carts in three days at the recent Grand Rapids RV show, and he said the Lions Nation going crazy over this cart. Anybody can get the Lions cart uh, made exactly like Lomas, custom designed by Drew and the crew at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford, north of GR, but they service uh, the entire state. And Lomas, there'll be a couple chances coming up for the fans to meet you and myself at Outdoor Rama in Detroit at the Suburban Collection Showplace. We'll be back there. That will be the weekend of February 22nd through the 25th and the Ultimate Outdoor Show in Grand Rapids, March 7th through the 10th. And you'll be there for a time that we'll announce at a later date at the Impact Power Sports booth. So those are pretty cool situations. And what I love, Lomas, is how you interact with all the people that come up to you. Well, it's fun. I mean, it's fun interacting with the people. What they're coming to see is that cart. I'm just, I just happen to be standing next to it, but that cart drives their attention there. And we're having fun, man. It's been a great year with the Lions, and it's just been a ride. Huge. It really has been this year. Yeah, you can find out more about those Yamaha golf carts and getting your own custom golf cart for your neighborhood, for your business, for the lake house, uh, for the golf club. Uh, just stop by and see Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford. They service the entire state or look for them on Facebook. And also Impact Power Sports is the largest Avaton e-bike dealer in West Michigan. All models are available. Find out more at Impact Power Sports on 14 Mile Road in Rockford or look for Drew and the Crew and Impact Power Sports on Facebook. They love Lomas. We love Lomas. Lomas will talk soon. Absolutely. Thanks, my good man. Big. Bad. Huge.